0: hello there you're listening to the watson's daily podcast with me peter watson on friday the 2nd of february today i will be joined for the last time this week by duncan balkan who is a watson's daily ambassador hi there duncan how are you doing today
1: yeah, I'm very good, thank you. Uh, very excited about the Six Nations kicking off later. So today, today's good day. How are you?
0: <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, very good, thank you. Yeah, feeling the same. Um, uh, it's an Ireland and France, isn't it uh, tonight? Yeah. So, yeah uh, I've, so... I've
1: you, I'm very excited, but I'm a bit jealous because I've got some family that are over in Rome currently for the Italy match. So. I'm a little bit jealous, but you know, yeah, fair play to them. I'm yeah. only jealous because they're doing an amazing thing. So yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll enjoy it from the sofa.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but my favourite time of year, to be honest, um, brilliant. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, um, apart from that though, um, today is going to be very automotive um, focused, isn't it? It is. So, um, so what, what are you going to be talking about today? Uh,
1: so I'm actually. I've just talked about Rome. I'm actually going to stick with Italy for the time being. Really? year. Ferrari, nicely. Li- nice yeah. I know, right? I don't know how many Ferraris there'll be at that rugby game, but yeah. No. Um, so this is um, this is a story from the FT that you know there's occasionally those stories that make you kind of smile for all the wrong reasons when you read them. Mm. Uh, this was one of those for me this morning because uh, so much of what we've talked about over the last couple of years, maybe a bit longer on the podcast, has been about cost of living things and people struggling, and businesses struggling, and mm. and um, this story is basically about Ferrari profits going through the roof uh, mm. again. Again, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, posted record profits last year. Uh, It's predicting 2024 is going to see even more profit. Um, And it's kind of caused by a few things. Um, Partly the cars themselves are selling for higher prices. The uh, average price of a Ferrari last year being €397,000. I'm I'm shaking
0: my head. I mean, obviously, no (laughs) one can see me. But, I mean, (laughs) I, I wrote this this morning. We talked about it just now. And you've said it again just now. And I still find that. Unreal yeah. I mean three hundred and ninety seven thousand euros, yeah, I mean that's just amazing, um but anyway, sorry, carry on
1: no that's no, okay, um, I was doing the same thing, I was kind of saying it like i said through through a smile, because it's one of those like it's almost like an awkward smile mm. um but on top of that, on top of the kind of base prices being up, people are adding more options mm. um and now vehicle personalizations have been a major driver of profits as well mm. um which is actually caused Ferrari to upgrade their own forecasts in terms of how well they're doing. Mm. Um, I, I guess if you've got a Ferrari, you don't want it to look like every other Ferrari. So
0: Yeah, because there's loads, pers- let's personalization
1: face it. <laughs> is obviously really important. <laughs> uh, but they've also been doing more sales in the Americas and China as well, uh, yeah. which I think obviously isn't surprising um, to yeah. parts of it, particularly China, that I think there are a lot, over, over the last half few years, there have been a lot more wealthy people Mm. Um, so it doesn't it doesn't surprise me that you've got probably the the leading name in, in luxury vehicles, really mm. doing well in China as well. Um, but for me, this is just it's just an amazing story because it shows how little how high net worth and particularly ultra high net worth individuals mm. are actually exposed to this cost of living crisis. Yeah. Uh, unless they own a business that happens to have tanked. And mm. even even if they do, they've probably got more than one business or investments in other places or mm. a huge amount of money sat in the bank somewhere they can fall back on. Mm. Um, and it just shows you how, to say how little they're actually exposed to this while everyone else is struggling. Mm. Um, but I think you've put it quite well in the daily. So if you've done quite well, you've probably got a beam or <laughs> on Merck. Um, if you've done really well, poor. And yeah. if you've got like if, – if, if you're sitting there – Sink back in your chair going, Joe, oh, I don't even know how I've done this well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You probably got yourself a Ferrari. Because, yeah. like I said, an average price of just less than 400 grand is, is just bonkers. Yeah, it is. Uh, it even is. for something that is a luxury. And yeah. I, d- I did a bit of Googling earlier because I wanted to, to, to see other search engines are available, of course. Yeah. Uh, nice. But I did a bit of Googling to find out what that is if you've gone on finance. And I think the, the lowest level Ferrari, which is still best part of quarter of a million quid. Um, was somewhere between three and four thousand pounds a month on on a finance package Um, which is very similar to a lot of people like if you're on a very what you'd be call a very good salary somewhere between the 70 to 100 grand mark i would say Mm -hmm. it's a very good salary that's Mm -hmm. kind of your that's your monthly take home if you're on one Mm -hmm. of those salaries so to afford one of these cars you have to have that spare Mm -hmm. a year you have to have that 70 to 100 grand to spare of mm-hmm. your money every year to, to spend purely on financing a car. Mm-hmm. And I think, like I said, that just speaks volumes about how, how little these ultra-high net worth of individuals have, a- have actually just been touched by this at all. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, fantastic news for Ferrari. Good for them. I mean, part of this be, obviously coming obviously come from a, a point of jealousy, like with the rugby. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd love to drive a Ferrari. I'm never going to be able to drive a Ferrari. Mm-hmm. Uh, not unless I find one that's been smashed up so badly, no one ever wants it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, there, like I said, there is a bit of that. I think <coughs> wouldn't it be nice but at the same time this is this is bonkers right i mean what's Mm. your take on this
0: one yeah so i mean i think you know ferrari just keep going from strength to strength and and uh, the fact that they're actually focused on the ultra high net worth end um, Mm. of the scale means they are insulated from um the sort of vagaries of the uh, of the global economy Mm. um that's being said um it seems to me Difficult. It's it's difficult for me to think about how, how they can go wrong. I mean, I think they've got um, a, a fully electric car coming out next year. Um, yeah. And maybe, for instance, maybe that won't do well because people think I don't want, I don't buy a Ferrari, you know, to be kind to the environment. I buy a Ferrari because I want to hear the thing roar. Um, and, you know, I'm not going to be using it as my daily driver, so I'm not going to feel too bad. Yeah. Um or it, it, if people even think about the environment uh even you know at, at that sort of, You probably don't think about the event.
1: environment too much if you are uh, if you're buying a car that does like Yeah. Well yeah, I mean y- yeah, I mean not <laughs> it's,
0: it's, yeah, I mean I you, you would have thought... yeah. But anyway, it, it's um so I do think that um that that uh, I do I do think that um, for that they've done really well to stay in that niche. Mm. The only thing I can think can go wrong is if the finances are wrong for some reason um, and or if a new launch goes badly. Um, And like I say, I don't know whether you do wonder how well the sales of an electric Ferrari will be. Um, But that aside, I I do feel that we're in kind of like the base case here because Mm. the economies aren't doing very well and they haven't been over the last you know few years and yet ferrari have done incredibly well so what happens if there is a bounce back you know so supposedly now um interest rates will be coming down at the end of the year that would imply that you know there's going to suddenly people are going to feel more confident about borrowing money which means that they will then maybe invest that money um, you know, in businesses and, and whatnot, yeah. and if that's the case, the economies yeah. start growing again, you would have thought those people that have maybe at the top end of the middle, let's say, will then be catapulted into the top ends and into Ferrari territory. So, actually, you'd think, if they're doing well now, what are they going to be doing in six months' time? When everything's supposed yeah. to be supposedly improving? So, um, so yeah, I mean, like I said, I, at the moment there's nothing obvious to suggest that this is going to slow down. So no, like
1: I like said, it, I think it'd very much have to be almost a um, a Ferrari caused problem, wouldn't it? Like I said, messing mm. up a lot, or getting the finances wrong, or mm. I think they'd almost have to cause the problem themselves for it to yeah. for it to go wrong. I mean,
0: it would have to be something like. I mean, I can imagine this happening potentially. You have to be something like some sort of major accounting error that they haven't seen. You know, something like that, that would be damaging, but Hmm. seems okay. I mean, and I think waiting lists for these, not that I've asked, but, um, you know, when I, (laughs) I mean, I do sort of um, sometimes, you know, so I I must, I'm going to, Yeah, I'll say it, I'll say it here. I do, I quite like cars. I do sort of look at, you know, reviews and stuff like that um, in between writing stuff for Watson's Daily and you know it by the sounds of things there are still big waiting lists i mean i think for the pura sangue which is the you know the new S, the suv or they don't call it an suv i think they call it a a ferrari something or else. they don't call it they try not to call it an suv but it's an suv and um i mean it's it's um i think the waiting lists are like 2 years maybe 3 years and i don't even know whether if you if you wandered into a a Ferrari dealership, as one does on the weekends, um, that you, you know you probably you probably get <laughs> you probably get laughed out of the dealership if you said I'd like to buy one, because they'll say, "Well, yes, you and loads of other people." So come back in a few years, or you know, buy buy something else, and we'll um, we'll let you know. <laughs>
1: well, that's the other thing. I think I'm not sure it's still the case, but I know it was the case a couple of years ago, where actually much as you may want to um, buy a Ferrari, Ferrari actually has quite a lot to say in it. Mm. They're quite picky in terms of going, well, actually, we want you to have been involved with the brand for longer, or like you said, mm. buy another, another model first before you get the one you mm. want. And almost like due, doing their due diligence on everyone that wanted to buy a Ferrari because for mm. that many people that wanted one. So, so it's, it's, it's really tough, like you said, to see any way they can go wrong because you can't imagine demand going down. Mm. And like you said, with, with the way the economy is going and there are a lot of ultra high net worth individuals. I don't see that changing. Mm. You'd imagine demand and pe- the amount of people that can afford one might actually go up as well. Mm. <coughs> so, so, <laughs> I mean, horrifying.
0: you would have thought that, yeah, it's going to get, yeah, they're going to be able to do more. Yeah. So, oh, it's
1: it's interesting, interesting. I thought. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. What was your favorite story in, in Watson's daily? So
0: <laughs> I thought I'd pick an unusual one today. So oh, yeah? this is also um, to do with cars, but it's, um, in uh, Paris are going to be voting soon on whether to charge SUV owners higher parking fees. So apparently um in some areas of Paris they're talking about tripling um the fees. So it could be you could be paying eighteen euros an hour in parts of the city centre. Now um remember I think it was a year ago you, I think yeah I think it was about a year ago that um, there was a vote on whether or not to ban those electric scooters. Yes. And um, the vote went against the scooters and the scooters have been banned. Um, I don't know whether they, because I, I went there over the summer and they, I'm sure I saw some, but anyway, um, they were banned. Right? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I don't know whether it, it's it's it was like, stop right now or whether there's a tail off and they're still kind of allowed until anyway basically the vote went against them they're stopping it now um and i believe in that vote there was actually a very low turnout of voters but i again i believe that the that the voters were overwhelmingly old people and they were the ones who are least likely to be supportive um, of, yeah. of these things, sort of buzzing around. Um, and so it will be interesting to see what happens this time around, because I would have thought that older people are more likely to be SUV haters, um, because, because they will look at them and think, you know, when we were young, we didn't need cars that size. Why does anyone need them now? Right. So I would, yeah. I would have thought that they will think that I would also think that younger people may also be SUV haters mm-hmm. potentially or more likely to be SUV haters because they will say, you know, well, they're big, they're worse for the environment. Um, and what's the point? You know, um, and so I would imagine them. The ones that will support SUVs, I think, are going to be families. Um, because the fact of the matter is, you know, they are quite <laughs> SUVs are pretty useful in terms of put, putting, carting all your stuff around. I mean, to be honest, even if you let's say you have a baby, right? Babies don't take up very much space. No. In theory. <laughs> but then...
1: The baby themselves doesn't make yeah, up much space. No, face. no. Yeah.
0: But then you've, you have to have the car seat, right? The car seat is massive. And then mm-hmm. you've got the, you know, the you've got the base unit, you've got the car thing, you know, you've got thing. Then, of course, you've got to put your pram in the back. And normally prams are massive. They fold down. Then you've got to take all the changing stuff, the toys, the the spare nappies, the yeah. It, 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 it's you need loads of stuff right so even if you've just got one kid and, and a, as you know a baby you need loads of stuff then it goes down again you know as the years go by because you know then the, the happy time when you don't have to have the pram and that's that's an amazing time mm. um and then um but then a lot of people then have another kid and it'll start over again and um, but Yeah, I mean, basically, I think that families predominantly will be, um, will not like this. But I would also argue that maybe families, because they'll just be running around all over the place looking after the kids, may be less likely to vote because they won't have the time to do so. Although the threat of having a tripling of their parking charges may just be enough to to mobilize them um, that's the thing
1: here isn't it is it, the fact that it's such a horrendous for particularly for those people that that need to use an SUV yeah. and I would argue you wouldn't drive one of these around a big city unless you had to no it's not for no not a fun experience like I said because of the absolute need and how much of an increase that is yeah you just hope that they find a way to vote but mm. there is every chance like I said that the, the people that need to vote for well Against this, I guess, for the price of staying the same, the most are the mm. ones that are going to struggle to actually go to go to vote.
0: Yeah, yeah. So Which doesn't, it doesn't seem fair, but no. Uh, but it was interesting also that there was um, there was a poll that said that around sixty percent of Parisians are in favour of the higher fees. So who I, I don't know. I, I would say that that surely does not include anyone that owns an SUV because they're not going to say that it's fair. Um, no. But anyway, we shall see what happens. Uh, apparently, um, France's third biggest city, Lyon, uh, has already introduced higher charges. There are places in the world that, that do that as well. Um, so it's not unprecedented. Um, but you would have thought, obviously, it being Paris, you know, very high, um, I don't know, I'll say high visibility, famous place, etc. Um, that, you know, other places will use this as a as an excuse. I mean, Let's face it. Councils, for instance, in the UK, especially Birmingham, uh, needs needs quite a lot of money at the moment. We were talking about this yesterday, weren't we? Yes.
1: This this sounds like a way Birmingham. Well, city councils, particularly over here, could make more money. Yeah.
0: So you can imagine them saying, "Oh, well, they do it in Paris. We'll do it in Birmingham because we need the money." Um, And suddenly they'll earn a load more money. So. It's yeah, we'll see what we'll see what happens. The other thing I would the other point I would make here is that, you know, a lot of people SUV haters, especially will say, well, you know, it's a pointless car. Why do you have them? You know what? Why do they make them? the The fact of the matter is, is that the makers make them because there's the demand for them. People want yeah. them. So it's not a case of them shoving SUVs down everyone's throats at the end of the day right i mean a lot of these cars um a lot of these companies um they have responded to making SUVs i mean you've got companies that would never even think of making SUVs um suddenly make so you know porsche for instance i think it was one of the first bigger cars with their um uh, the Cayenne, wasn't it? Um, I mean, yeah. that must have been 15, 20 years ago or something. So the Kai, Cay- because I think they, it seems to me that the Porsche saw the success of the BMW X5. So, I mean, yeah. you had Land Rovers and stuff for donkey's years, but people didn't really, I don't think took them that seriously. And then you had the X5 came along, BMW X5, and like everyone, you know, they were massively popular. Then I think that um, Porsche saw that and thought, well, we we want a bit of that. Started selling the Cayenne, um, and and now you've got you know, and the last couple of years you've had Aston Martin selling the DBX, you've now got the Ferrari selling the Pura Sangue, you've got you, know, um, and um, yeah, Maserati has an uh, yeah, they all they all they're all doing it, and and the funny thing is they don't want to do it, but they're doing it because they know that there's a demand for it, so yeah you know it's it's a you know it's a tricky old it's a tricky old thing really and and you could also i mean you know suv lovers will will argue that actually you know in terms of emissions and stuff are they actually that bad you know especially the modern ones um are they are they worse than you know are they really that worse than than other cars and also you, you can't just say that an suv Pumps out more in the in the um, into the environment, so it also depends on how far you drive them. So yeah. uh, you know, if if it's a low mileage, then actually again, it doesn't. So very difficult, very difficult. But I I I reckon, I really suspect that Paris will vote to triple the fees.
1: Yeah, I would agree. I can't, like I said because of like I said the nature of who tends to vote on these things. I can't, I can't see that vote going any other way. Mm. But I, I, I it. it it, I think that's a dangerous question, particularly for, for other cities, particularly over here when they say councils are trying to find some way of recuperating money. Mm. You can totally see this being uh, an example councils mm. outside of France choose to follow.
0: Yeah. and I think that, you know, the car companies themselves, I do not see them making fewer SUVs. You know, they sell, they sell too well. They're high margin. That's the other thing. They're high margin. Hmm. this is why they like them because they they you can sell them for more um so they're not going to go anytime soon the only way i reckon that they're going to sell less fewer suvs is if everywhere decides to triple their parking charges and then people actually go do you know what i don't want one of those because i'm going to get you know killed every time i want to park somewhere so yeah, it's going to be years. It's going to be years. It won't take... I don't think it's going to make any difference to car manufacturers in the short term, and it will only do it if everywhere goes crazy like this as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But And like you said, then it will become a case of, well, do you actually 100% need an SUV? Mm. And like I said, the people that do, unfortunately, probably going to be those people so with with families, families with mm. more than one child or with a young child, mm. and then it becomes well, there becomes a, a moral issue, doesn't it, of mm. whether that's actually fair to be putting extra costs onto them. Um, mm. But, yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. I I, yeah. so I, I I agree. I totally see the vote going mm. that way in, in Paris.
0: Indeed. Well, we shall see. And, uh, um, you know, um, yeah, well, I guess we'll, we'll see fairly, uh, fairly soon anyway.
1: Yeah, um, we'll probably be talking about it in a couple of weeks when, they have yeah, the, vote, when the vote's yeah, been done.
0: yeah. Um, OK, well, look, um, thank you very much indeed for your, um, for, for your time, Duncan. No, uh, right. Pleasure, as, uh, as always. Um, thank you very much, listeners, for listening. Um, have a lovely day, weekend, etc. whatever you're up to. And uh, we'll be back again uh, very soon. Many thanks. Thanks, for, Peter. Bye.